reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston's Super Show. Thank you for joining me. And I'm here to recap Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2 Episode 2 Ad Astra Per Aspera. And let me be honest with you. Just this is why I waited to do this to combine it with the third episode and give it another week for a better episode to come out. Do you understand? So the way I look at this episode is lazy storytelling. Lazy. And the premise is Commander Una faces court martial along with possible imprisonment and dishonorable dismissal from Starfleet and her defenses in the hands of a lawyer who's also a childhood friend with whom she had a terrible falling out. It is the driest episode ever. Driest like eating beef jerky that's like off brand. And you're like, dang, I should have just coughed up that extra couple bucks and just got that good old Jack Links. But I, <clears throat> you try to sneak it out. You didn't even get the matador. You try to sneak out the door with something worse. What? what but, but. It was bad. I've taken dumps that were more exciting than that episode. Shout out to everyone. Who worked on that episode? Wow, that must have been stinkier than a portajohn after not being clean for three weeks. Wow, that was whoo! One star. Ugh, it shouldn't even get it. Like it shouldn't even get a star. But I'll give it one star. I want to thank everybody for showing up to work. <laughs> like I know someone's just sitting there. Like, oh, this isn't it. This this just isn't it. Like, no, no, it's not. No. And and they're all saying, yeah, you're, you're kind of right. That that's right. And over there at Paramount, you're seeing the reports that they're falling apart over there. They're, they're gutting shows, six animations they've just taken down and shows continue to look like they're just not going to go on anymore. Like you had ghost that was picked up for a third season. Haven't heard a peep about it. Haven't heard nothing about it. They're on strike. Oh, the AI is going to write the script. No, they're not. They could maybe, maybe they could get the AI to produce an episode, but if people didn't like it, then they'd be like begging the writers to come back. And then at that point, the writers would be like, well, we actually need this now. So that could turn toxic because I just read something that they have the AI working on scripts right now. And when I watched that episode of Star Trek, come on, writers. Defend your territory a little better than that, because that was ass. Ass, boy. That was like one of the worst episodes of Star Trek I've ever seen in my life. Nira against Una, and we're supposed to get into this battle where this chick just pops up. Just out of the blue. And now she's in Una, they gotta have a a meeting of the minds. It's gotta go back and forth. A battle of wits. Come on. And all right, so then we're over that. I'm bored. It's lame. And 
it's just like, okay, are are you even trying? So then we get to the next episode. Here we go. It's got to be better. Because one thing that I noticed was um, Lon, she was really developing through the end of the first season. She really had a good episode in the first season. That was really sick. But in the second season, those first two episodes did, uh, didn't really do her any justice. But in the second episode, she started to get a little bit of time and a little bit more, uh, work in front of the camera. And I thought, okay, we, we might have something here. This terrible episode may have produced something. So then we get to the next episode. And I was really excited about this episode. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Now think with me for a second. Do you believe the AI couldn't come up with a title like that? No, no, no. Do you believe the AI couldn't come up with a title like tomorrow after tomorrow after tomorrow? What are we doing? I mean, think about it. And then you're like watching this episode and the whole body of the episode reeks of Picard. Like, oh, we're going into, oh, we're, we're time traveling. That's what we're doing now. Oh, okay. Well, let's go through the time portal. And then here, Leon travels, uh, Leanne travels back in time. To the 21st century. Oh no. No wonder. Earth to prevent an attack. Which will alter humanity's future history. And bring her face to face. With her own contentious legacy. They even bring Pelia into this one. You know. And I just wasn't impressed. And um. The guy who plays. uh Christopher Pike. Nope. No I'm not sold. Weak, weak, and I also think that it was just a weak script. I think the script was weak. Is is what I'm trying to portray? Is that this is uh awful, just awful, terrible, and I'm just like, oh man, I'm bored. I'm frustrated because it's so bad and dull. In the first thirty six minutes of this episode. Is just a walking blunder. And you're just like, oh, I don't know. Can I sit for an hour of this terrible tragedy and watch this unfold? And he dies. Uh, you know, Pike, Pike dies in the 21st century, but he really doesn't die. And it's just like, oh, what, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, are we just saving time because you made Pike walk? On the last episode. And this is the best we could do. And I just thought. For all practical purposes. There's a lesson to be learned here. Take your time. Don't rush it. Don't force it. Don't try to. Reinvent the wheel. Don't try to outdo Shakespeare. Don't try to. Be this. Incredible. uh, Figure. and, and, And think that. You can write this hit when there's a way that Star Trek's always been done. And it's just so out of whack now. And 
if you were going to have any decency, you would take your time, put together a good script, and we would all get a really good show to watch and talk about. But instead, we've gotten two dull, watered-down, sensitive, cry-baby episodes where you're just like, Psh, what else is on? Like, Paramount, you better keep coming with Joe Pickett. You better keep it coming because I don't know what's going on with that. Tulsa King, I mean, if they can run it, that would be great, but it's really quiet right now. And um, what are you going to do with that? Late night TV is going to suffer. Everybody's suffering because of the writer's strike. These shows that were made feel unfinished. Feel so empty and are falling prone to the pitfalls of other shows that have been canceled where they make mistakes of not really, you know, finishing off the characters, saying they're dead, but not really dead. And also trying to walk back things that they've done in the earlier episodes and move past them so quickly. And I think that is another thing that should be accounted for. It needs to be uh, better tracked through these shows that go for a long time. Now, this has not has not been a show. It's gone for a long time. It's had one season. It was really successful, and I'm a really big fan of the show. But these last two episodes were the bottom of the barrel. They went to the bottom of the barrel. And as an executive, you would go to those two episodes and say, that is exactly why we're pushing the AI, and you need to take this deal. Uh, that's what I would do as an executive in their shoes. But see, as a writer, I'm on the other side of that. I want to see the writers win, and I hope they win. But overall, they have to want to win more than I want it for them because I'm not in the, their union. You understand? So that's not my position either way. It's all what ifs and what could be's. So episode four is next week, and I'm really looking forward to a good episode. Now, I remember running into a certain similar situation on Discovery where I witnessed them go down this rabbit hole of talking about the 10C for too many episodes and trying to make that into a saga within a series. And it became redundant. And see, now that this is out of the way, I hope that they can move forward with some fresh story ideas that will help this show continue on the original mission. So if that's the goal, that's great. Because that is not what we got in the last two episodes. I'm really happy that I waited, combined these last two episodes together, and was able to talk about these with you. The things I liked out of the last episode, because there wasn't anything I liked out of the the uh, second episode in, in this season. But the, out of the last episode that I just watched, I really think that they used a good dynamic in 
by having the innocent chick that Kirk and Lon talked to at the little coffee shop there. Sounds like a whacked out conspiracy theorist, right? Like a like a crock pot talking about, oh, yeah, they're, you know, the government's really doing this or that and everything under the sun. But what was funny was she plays the double agent, right? Like, oh, no, she's actually super strong and uh, can can choke you out. She kills Kirk like uh, I don't I was just like they're really reaching like they're really reaching in this one. And it started off so strong with line sparring, Dr. and Benson. And it makes sense because he's been having his role reprised and he's been having really good performances as of late. And then she's been, you know, starting to come on a little bit stronger. She's had good performances in the first season and they're sparring right there. And she's, you know, taking it to him and he's ducking out of the way and it seems like this is going to be an episode that's fast and it turns into just a, a romance and she's bonding and uh becoming very fond of uh captain kirk when he was in his prime and i just was getting a, a good laugh out of it like wow they really went scoo left field on this episode so good luck next week i'll see what they have for us ladies and gentlemen just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, and God bless. Palms, 37-4, KJV, baby, let's go.